Interested in energetics, intention, alignment, integrity, and ethics? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Sacred Leadership Podcast. This space is for you to gain inspiration, wisdom, and knowledge from exceptional leaders to support you in your leadership journey. I'm your host, Amber Gordon, trained therapist and intention and alignment coach here to ask all the deep questions to get the raw truths. Settle in, take a breath, set your intention for what you're open to receiving from this episode, because it is time to drop in. Welcome back to another episode of the Sacred Leadership Podcast. I have Dara Marie Adams joining me today. Dara Marie is the owner and creator of a boutique fitness and wellness studio in Philadelphia called Alchemy X. She is a multidimensional business model, and she also has faith in herself that has led her to success, which we're going to talk about in this episode. I'm really excited to jump in and find out how Dara Marie's story can help us get farther, faster by believing in ourselves. Dara, I am so excited for this because I met you, I guess, a couple weeks ago. We had a fun little Galentine's event um, hosted by Selfish Philly and the Wellness Collective, uh, which I work at. Thanks, Love Daniel. That. Uh, <laughs> and we were at your studio uh, for the event, and it is just so cute and beautiful, and the vibes there are so good. And then you were a huge supporter when I launched the podcast, even though we had just met because you were really big on community, which we'll talk about a little bit more. And you just jumped in and were like, hey, like I would love to have a conversation with you on the Sacred Leadership Podcast. And I was like, absolutely, let's do it. So we're here today and you have a very meaningful message uh, to be able to share with everybody. But before we get into that, if you could share a little bit about just your story and some of those, you know, maybe like sole purpose breadcrumbs that were dropped off for you along the way to get you to where you're at. I'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Well, hi, everybody. My name is Dara Marie Adams, and I, uh, I'm the owner and creator of Alchemy X, a boutique fitness wellness uh, studio. Uh, There's so many things nowadays that I can call it because it just alchemized into so many different aspects and levels of what I dreamed of. And it's almost as if, is it like, is this real? Is this happening to me? Like, what? Um, But so a little bit about me is that I own a brick and mortar uh, wellness studio, fitness and wellness studio. Um, We hold uh, fitness classes. Uh, We also hold sacred events, um, community engagements. We have partnerships around the community um, in the area that I live in, South Philadelphia, Um, so yeah, so it's been, it's been such an experience, uh, with that. I'm so grateful and honored to be able to wake up every day and actually live my dream. I've always thought I was living my dream. I, uh, you know, did the typical, uh, society based, go to high school, go to college, Mm -hmm. um, climb the corporate ladder. I'm 33 years old. So, um, it took a little while for me, but I, um, you know, I did everything like the book, whatever the book is. I, I, you know, like, you know, make my parents proud, you know, do this, do that, you know? So I grew up with, uh, two beautiful parents. Um, they were entrepreneurs. So, oh, well, so it's in your blood a little bit here. Oh, gotcha. It's in my DNA, my grandpa was an entrepreneur. Then my dad took over his business, and you know, it's always been that work ethic where my dad would be at work, my mom would be taking care of the kids, but at the same time, my mother was in the office taking care of all the, um, you know, in in the office type of things. And then my okay, so it was like family business, all hands on deck type of situation. Deck. Mom had was on the phone answering, taking customers while I was in one, uh, on one hip. My brother was on the other. He's only a year older than me. So we've grown up with, I've grown up with entrepreneurship within. So I've always seen, you know, the struggle and the hardship that, you know, a lot of people don't talk about with entrepreneurship. I think it's always on social media, like, you know, the best things that happen. And that's great. And I always feel as if we should always talk about our wins, but There was a lot of losses as well. Um, There was a lot of, with starting Alchemy Acts as well, I, I, it was the first time in my life 
that I actually got rejected in a lot of different aspects when I started. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So even though like you were going from what didn't feel in alignment to something that did feel in alignment doesn't necessarily mean it was all sunshine and daisies the second you were starting to pursue something that was in alignment with your soul purpose. No way. Okay, and let's hear it. Like I said, I would have, okay. So I would have never have thought that I would have learned so much in such a short period of time about myself. Like when I... Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. So so that's really what it is. It's, it's really my journey mm. to my soul of my soul speaking to me and telling me what I need to do. So I don't necessarily think that I know it all yet. But I'm learning her. Like, I'm learning that little girl that always wanted to be who she was and then had to listen to what everybody else said. Mm. Kind of, mm. Like, and now that, like, you know, so it's now that um, I'm kind of, like, on my soul's purpose, at least um, just, like, oh, just at least understanding that this is where I'm meant to be because I, I feel it in, in my bones. But... Mm-hmm trying to get there and understanding it was the hardest part because I had to let go of everything I've ever known, everything. And it's, it was a whole new world, you know, whole new world, whole new world. Yeah. And that's, you know, spiritual awakenings in general cause us to question things. But then when you layer entrepreneurship, opening a business on top of it, it really adds this whole um, kind of like high stakes situation. I talk with a lot of my friends who are coaches, therapists, healers, you know, business owners, conscious entrepreneurs. And they're like, there is nothing more spiritual than being a conscious entrepreneur. It is a spiritual journey. It cracks you open because it's not like you are doing this spiritual stuff on the side. It's literally become your livelihood. And in order for it to be successful, you have to be in that deep alignment. And that's hard when we've been taught our whole life to look outside of ourselves for what we're supposed to be doing. And we actually have to trust what we're being shown inside and it might not always make sense or it might not always give us that instant gratification of like, oh yeah, I did the thing that my, you know, intuition was telling me or my soul was telling me and now I'm rolling in it. And I think that's kind of a picture that gets painted a lot, especially with manifestation culture and all those kinds of things. But there is matrix 3D hard pieces to this journey. Absolutely. And everything that you just said, I just it kind of like clicked in my mind because you just actually taught me something of like how I see it because when you're going through it, you don't really understand it. And I think the biggest thing with entrepreneurship and, and, and leaving the corporate world and leaving a job that I thought that, you know, this is what I was supposed to do, or this is how I was supposed to be. And then waking up differently and not knowing if I'm doing it right. Or if, if, and this is just in my head, like talking it out. Like, and there were so many times that I was like, mm, maybe I should just go back. It's safe. Like, oh, yes, I, yes. I got, I am so comfortable with being uncomfortable that I don't think anything phases me anymore. I swear, <laughs> like, it, it, that, and that's what I think taught me how to keep persevering in and being relentless and being resilient because. It was like, this is never getting comfortable. This is always going to be uncomfortable. So you better learn and you better learn quick and you better just, you know, take the good with the bad. And that's when I go back to where I've never had so many rejections in my life because previous mm. to this, I always set myself up for yeah. success. So I never put myself in a situation where I got told no. Oh, how smart of you. Yes, exactly. So, not, I mean, never say never, but, you know, I was very safe. I played it the very safe life. Again, safe to me was what my parents thought I should do, which is amazing because it got me very far. It's also what the leaders in my life and my mentors had, you know, helped me out to, to own my journey, but it was really never what I wanted to do. Because if it was what I wanted to do, I would have done this earlier in life, but I don't think I was ready. And I think mm. the the timing 
the divine timing um, with being an entrepreneur and with going off on your own is when you know you know, you know, but you just can't, at least in my opinion, I, I, I think you have to consciously set up for it and know what you want and then work your way towards it and then give yourself deadlines of, okay, by this time, I want this to happen. And like strides, you know, not, not too much, but not too little, but don't lose focus. And I think that's mm. how I created Alchemy. It was always a dream of mine to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I didn't want to stay in the same company for another 15 years. I love the company that I work for. There were so many people that helped me succeed, but I think I always said to myself, if I'm going to work this hard, it's going to be for myself. Oh, okay. So take us back in time a little bit to you're in this like safe and secure corporate job. You've done all the things, you've checked all the boxes, you've played it safe, you've gotten a lot of yeses, a lot of acceptance. You are like winning, right? Yeah. And then what's going on behind the scenes that you're feeling that little tug on your sleeve, if you will, towards like, mm, maybe this isn't what I want to do for the rest of my life. How did that start to show up for you? Because I said to myself, is this it? Is this it? Is this is, is this what everybody reads about? That you have the perfect life of, of you have your great job, you have your, you know, you have all this. I said, this, this, this can't be it. What, where else can I go from here? I, you know, like, I, I don't know what this is. I, 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 I checked the boxes and I still feel empty. I feel like this, this isn't it. Right. Like so, I won the game. Where is my prize? Yeah. Like, why don't, why don't I feel like I won the game? Exactly. And it was, it was so cool of an experience because the higher that I climbed the corporate ladder, the more um, success I felt with within the company. But it wasn't success for myself because I ultimately always said, "What at the end of the day, where's my legacy going? I'm replaceable in this company regardless. Like, I'm not. Oh, okay. She's going to bring up legacy. Okay. Yes. So I'm like, I, I want a legacy. I want to be remembered for something. And I don't know what that is yet, but I'll figure it out. So I, I got mm. to start shifting away from this to get to that. And I, and, and I still, again, sometimes contemplate with the business. Am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right thing? Am I feeling the right way? You know, because some days are better than others. Like not every day you wake up and you're like ready to conquer the world. <laughs> oh girl, hell no. <laughs> you know? But it's like, how fast can I get out of that mentality? And how quick can I make a better decision so I can restart that thought or that feeling or that day per se? Because I restart my day probably 10 times a day. And hmm. I do. I restart it. I'm like, you know, okay, we're restarting. Whatever happened five minutes ago is what happened five minutes ago. It's not, we're not bringing it into the present. And I try to stay presently because when you stay presently, the higher power of whatever you believe in delivers. You'll get that random phone call about it's something that you never thought would occur or you'll... Whatever the case may be, I can't even explain to you how many times that I thought it was the end of the end, the end of it. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. I feel it. And that's, you know, and I actually really love this real talk because it is, there's so many tests when you are stepping into soul's purpose. There's so much that we have to release in terms of that wiring that we have as human beings to stay where it's safe, to not do the thing that is the unknown. And even with what I'm doing right now, like I'm pouring a lot of time, energy, money, resources into this podcast. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. I love oh it. People are receiving it really well, which I'm super excited about. But is it something that's giving me a huge monetary return? Actually, no, it's giving me negative monetary return right now because we, you know, we just got started. We don't have ads or anything like that. And it's just one of the things where I'm like, okay, I'm just 
I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep like, I, when I think, could I be doing something else? Should I be doing something else? What else would I be doing? I keep coming back to this. And I think that that's something I hear a lot when I'm talking with conscious entrepreneurs is that this is something that when you're like, all right, I'm ready to throw in the towel, screw this. I'm done. Yesterday was so freaking hard. Why am I choosing hard right now? And you're, and then you think, okay, I could go back to corporate. I could, and then you're like, oh no, actually, I I couldn't. I really freaking could. It's one of those things when you wake up, you can't go back to sleep. Girl, you said it better than I can ever. I swear, I was at, I was I was at a red light the other day, and I was just like dozing off, and I said to myself. Well, thank God I'm not back there. I'm I'm good here. Like I was it just like one of those thoughts where it was maybe a download probably, but it was like you're good. You're good, girl. You're good, girl. Like, you know, when I when when you really stop to listen, you can hear. And that's where I kind of had to go with alchemy and everything that came along with mm. the whole process. And when I stopped to listen, um, I heard it all. And and that may sound a little weird to say um, to someone. It's like, wait, what do you mean by that? But when I mean that when I stopped to listen, I I, I, I got in tune with my body. Mm, okay. Tell us more. Yes. That's one of the aspects with alchemy. I always grew up very athletic. My dad was the coach of, you know, all my brothers, uh, baseball teams and things like that. So I always was at the baseball field. And, you know, again, I grew up with a lot of entrepreneurship, athleticism, everything. So, but I grew up and I struggled a lot. I, I struggled a lot with things that I never thought that I struggled with until I got older. And then I look back and I'm like, wow, okay. You know, I was a dancer. Um, I you know, had body image, you know, issues in regards to a lot of different aspects of it all. I didn't know I was going through all of that at the time. I just thought that's, you know, that's just growing up. You know, that's, that's the excuse. That's just growing up. And then you, re- when you really start to get, um, like inward with your body and you really understand it. And then you really start to look at the symptoms that, you can have with certain things. You're like, that's me. I can identify with that. I know that. Wow. Like I, I've never considered myself that, or I've never done that. So I think when, when you accept some things about yourself that you didn't, you weren't consciously aware of at the time, um, you start to alchemize that, that out. So, you know, growing up for me, uh, working out was, everything. It was, I was, I was an angry child for no reason. I just. Oh, interesting. Because you were just like a ray of sunshine. (laughs) I can't even imagine that. Yeah. Well, it's not that I was angry. I just grew up in a city and you had to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. So I went to an all girls school. So, you know, for high school and it was just, you know, you just had to protect yourself. You had to make sure that you know, you had your group of girlfriends, anybody messed with them, I would be the person that would be like, who are you messing with? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, literally, if I stand up, I'm- I know, I'm like laughing because I've met you in person and I'm 5'9". Yeah. And how tall are you? I'm 4'11", 5'. Okay, right. Because I was like, I'm pretty sure like you came up to like maybe my belly button. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Just because I was so little, I was like, what? Like, everybody (laughs) tiny but mighty it was but I think it was also a defense mechanism as well because I wasn't Mm. seen and I wasn't seen by my body image or whatever I was seen by she's 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 a spitfire like that that would that's what it was and I kind of like you know got like acclimated with that you know like it was just very so with with that being said I'm going off on a tangent but so I learned to work with my body and my mom was very, always very much in tuned, very much, um, on the spiritual end of things. Um, she always okay. had that outlook where it's take a deep breath, you know, come into your heart. And she always said that come into your heart. And I'm like, come into my heart. Are you crazy? Come into my heart. Well, I'm ready to scream. But it like, again, but it wasn't until I got older where I'm realizing it. Wow. So with working out and me being a little bit of on the aggressive side when I was younger because that's yeah. I need it 
to be seen, um, uh, working out for me and, and breathing. So when you work out, you're constantly breathing. Some unconsciously know it, some some actually practice the breath at all mm-hmm, times. Mm-hmm. So I was breathing. So I was able to release some steam. And I noticed that my um, anxiety went down. I wasn't as um, short-circuited. You know, my friends weren't always mad at me because I was screaming at them or whatever the case may be. As I got older, I'm learning this because now I'm able to drive. I'm able to go to workout classes. I'm able to do all of this X, Y, and Z. So I, I learned that at a, at maybe around, I would say, 16, 17, that working out for me is what helps me. Um, that was my, that was like a great vice for me. So I was always obsessed with it. And um Time went on, and I got a job. Um, you know, throughout college, I got a job at a workout at a at a workout studio, and I learned the basics behind it, and I loved it, and I loved it. I loved I loved seeing people walk in and walk out differently. That was uh, best. Okay, so here here are some of these seeds that are being planted. Okay, yeah. I'm seeing it. So just seeing the way that you know, someone would come in and they would be a little late and they would be a little bit, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Like I just found myself calming people down and then like listening to me. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, like I just told that everything's going to be okay. And they were okay. Like, hmm, this was when I was younger. So I started mm-hmm. love that. I love seeing people like instantaneously change. And mm. you, because I would usually be on the other hand, sparking them up spark in the the animosity where I would I would I would trigger someone you know wow wow what a very interesting exercise in duality right where like that's you're actually like being called to recognize that you have the capacity for both absolutely so then that's where it kind of stemmed and I was like, I, I have to help people in this world. I I, I think I have, and if it's just me mm. sitting behind a desk, giving you a smile and telling you that you look great and telling you that, you know, keep it up and good job and thank you for coming. That's all mm. I have to do. I'll do that for the rest of my life. But, um, you know, but unfortunately I couldn't because I had a like, you know. Because those jobs pay like maybe $10 an hour if you're lucky. <laughs> yes. So... At that time, I was just, I, I always kept that as my side hustle, no matter if I would, whatever I was making, whatever I was doing. Wow. Yeah, that's that's so interesting because I think that's something we hear a lot where you think, okay, like what, what am I going to do? Well, is there something that you would do for free? Like, is there something that you love so much that you need to have in your life that you would literally be willing to do it for free. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are going to be listening to this episode thinking like, huh, well, am I, do I have a calling? Like, what is my calling? What would I, if I were to step into spiritual entrepreneurship or conscious, you know, entrepreneurship, whatever you want to call it, like, what would I be doing? And just that right there, that breadcrumb of like, I have to keep this in my life, even though it's not paying me, this is the thing that like lights me up. Lit- that right there, huge, huge. Yeah. So if any advice I could give to someone who is looking for their next, you know, calling or their next thing that they should do, um, sit with yourself and see what makes you happy. And then go toward mm. that, even if it's like selling sunglasses or I don't know why that came up if somebody is going to be selling sunglasses, but what if you start designing the sunglasses? What if you start, you know, what if if something, something that calls you go for it, even if it's the, the, the craziest thing, do it. And Mm. so, yeah, but the, the thing was, is that that's what lit me up. So I'm like, okay, so I kept it in my back pocket, but I knew that Mm -hmm. I had to go to work and provide, (laughs) you know, make money and, you know, be able to do things growing up. And, um, so that's what I did, but I always kept that in my back pocket. So when I was ready and I, and I saved money and I was able to, you know, open Alchemy X stores, I had all that. It was easy work. It was easy for me to, to stand Mm. at a, at a front desk and greet people and tell them hello. And like, it came second nature. I don't know if, if you can actually like learn that, you know, I mean, you can Mm -hmm. learn it, but it's either, you know, like, 
some people just yeah. don't like it and that's perfectly fine, you know? Like, yeah. That's not your thing and that's okay. And I, I tell people a lot, like, what is the thing that you have that can't be taught, yes. right? Because we can learn pretty much anything we set our minds to. Truly, we can. But what is the thing that you have that cannot be taught? And your ability to kind of energetically reach out to people and to help people feel like they're welcome and they belong and to take that deep breath, nobody can teach you how to do that. Not in that real, true, you know, aligned with your soul type of way. And and if that's not something that you feel comfortable or called to, that's fine. You know, yeah. maybe your calling is going to take you down a different path. But, you know, speaking about the things that you have that can't be taught and then the rest of it, what were some of the biggest hurdles, challenges you faced when you were really looking to turn this dream into a reality? Because you did all the right things, right? You planned, you prepared, you saved up. You did. So it should have been smooth sailing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when was the right time to say goodbye to a version of me that I lived for 32 years. Okay. You're just going to, you're just going to come right in there. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And especially the the version of you that was, you know, bringing in that predictable income, everybody approved, you know, you knew that you were good at what you were doing. You didn't face any rejection. I can't imagine that that was uh, easy to say goodbye to. No, it wasn't the comfortable Dara Marie that, Um, it wasn't, it wasn't easy to say goodbye, but it was so necessary and Mm. it was the most uncomfortable feeling. I felt like I died. I literally felt like I died. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, spirituality would call it dark night of the soul. I was there. Like I, Mm. my knees praying to God, what do I do? What do I do? I was at my lowest, but Wow. I, wow. So that's like the second you actually step into your soul's purpose, you were also at your lowest. I, wow. Oh, yeah. Thank you for this honesty. Hit rock bottom to the point where I was like, you either have to move forward or you won't be here. You know, like at, at that where it's like, but I had everything, but I had everything at that point. Remember, So it was Mm. like, it wasn't as if I was in a situation where something triggered me to want to feel that way. It was, I didn't have a choice. Oh, wow. So your, you, your soul was literally just done being inauthentic. And if you were going to like basically choose to stay on this vine of, you know, corporate, whatever predictability, you were going to die on that vine. Like, yes, it was feeding you, but you, it wasn't feeding you in the way that you needed to be fed. And your soul was like, time's up, like literally like time's up. And if you don't make a change, like it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be pretty. And that's actually a really beautiful place to be as much as it's horrible because change is hard and it's really uncomfortable. But like if staying where you're at is more uncomfortable than changing, it makes change a little bit easier. Exactly. And I think previous to that, um, like the year prior to that, I got really quiet with myself. I, um, I started breath. I mean, I've started more breath work. I started more Mm -hmm. yoga classes. I started, learning myself and my body and what it is that nourishes me, what type of movement I need. What do I feel most energized doing? What do I feel? And I started weighing it out and I started really understanding myself. And I was like, okay, like breathing for me, putting the right nutrients, um, changing my diet, juicing, um, so many different things, going to more yoga classes and, and really like, and talking to the yoga teacher afterwards and asking them questions and okay, why I, why they are where they are and how did they learn? And I just started asking more questions to more people that I wanted to get more involved in, but didn't mm-hmm. know how, because previous to this, I worked in the financial world. So financial to yoga, like, (laughs) oh, but I, I was, I was in the financial world. So 
it was completely different and I just started asking questions. And the more intrigued I got with the answers to the questions that I was asking these random people when I would go to these events that I would just submerge myself into, the the um, the the feeling I got when they answered my questions was, okay, then move on to the next step. Then move on to the next step. You know, things like- Wow. Like literally blueprint for like following your joy. Like if something somebody says to you, like light something up in you, like take that a step further, follow that breadcrumb. And I I tell people all the time because I a, a lot of the coaching work that I do is working with people who are on this precipice or trying to like find their soul's purpose. And it's not anything that we don't already know. And I think that's such an important thing that your story is highlighting to me right now is that we really just have to give our soul things to help it remember. We already know like what we're here to do, how we're going to do it, the way that we're going to show up, the way that we're going to serve, the way that we are meant to live in alignment with our highest self. Our soul already has all of that. It's just kind of sparking those memories and sparking that recognition within yourself in terms of like, oop. Yep. It's like a little like beep, 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 beep. Like, you know, like that's in alignment. Cool. All right. Let's follow that and see where that leads and follow that and see where that leads. And it's so amazing just to hear you being so hungry yeah. for just like, I'm, I'm just going to get up there. I don't even know this person. I'm going to ask them all the questions. If they tell me their life story, great. And you know, you just wanted to like get in there. That was it. I was just hungry. I was hungry for something I didn't have in front of me. And I didn't know what it was. I When I started Alchemy, I had no idea it would turn into what it is. I had n- no expectation of what it was. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give myself a year. I'm going to work really, really hard. I'm going to pray and I'm going to, you know, surround myself around good people, you know, that support me and I'm just going to let it fly. And that's what I did. And it was, and it was, and it still is. And every single day, the most amazing experience because I never stop asking questions. No matter if I'm a business owner, no matter if I'm an entrepreneur, no matter, I don't, I will ask anybody, any question that I do have. Like, I, I go outside and ask the trash man. Like, because my dad, my dad's a trash man. My dad was a trash man. And I go out and I ask them, like, yo, how many, how long does it take to go through this alleyway? Like, just the logistics of it. Just to get a little, like, you know, just different things to, like, it's just, yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. I, I, just never stop asking the questions of what mm. you're interested in, what you want to know about, just to have a different outlook on life, just to see anything, anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that brings up another important element when you are on a quest to be in alignment with your soul purpose. And that is to be open to receiving, right? Like that's a huge part of it is being open to receiving because if you're closed off, if you're not connecting with people, if you're not asking those questions, if you're not open to seeing the signs that, you know, you're trying to be given from the universe, if you are not open to receiving, if you're closed down, closed off, head down, like, I'm going to hustle, I'm going to work really, really hard, you know, and like literally like, you know, you're being given gifts and connections and people are being put in your life and you're like, no, 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 I don't have time for friendships. I don't have time for this. I'm, I'm starting a business, right? You're not in that receptive energy. It's like, like we hear all this stuff about like, oh, well, girl, the universe has got your back. Well, okay. If you truly believe that you have to surrender, you have to be in faith. You have to be walking around with open arms, really like literally open hands yeah. ready to receive. Because if you're going 90, you still got to be open to the universe giving you that 10. Absolutely. You, you, you're still only going to ever get 90. If you're like me, I'm doing it by myself. Control, control, control. Because the thing I love that you said was that you entered into this with all of this just energy and no expectation, which is so hard when you're starting a business, but look at where it's led you. Yeah. Wait, I went into this. I, now, I have, I, have a, I have a financial background, so I did all the numbers. You know, they were all looking good. Not and, – and I didn't doubt myself. At, not for one second did I ever doubt myself. And that was one thing I've always loved about me is that I was like, if I'm going to do something – do it and it's going to be good. And even if I don't know what the hell I'm doing, I'm going to figure it out. You know, I was always that type of person where it's like, put something in front of me and watch me soar. Like I just always 
what I love the challenge, you know? So with, when I did all my financials for, you know, starting the business and seeing like what the startup costs, you know, you still got to, we, you know, we, try mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. there's still 3d matrix money <laughs> crap that you got to do. Down, you know? <laughs> I still gotta, I still gotta live in this world. But so when I did all of it, I did all my financials, like, like I would, op- I really thought I would open the doors and there'd be a line waiting. Like that's how I went into this. I yes. like, and I didn't even know I did that until like, you know, reality hit me in the face and you know, like there wasn't a line out the door, but when I went into it, I, I put all my financials as that there's going to be 10 people in the studio five times a day. <laughs> Meanwhile, I didn't do no advertising, no nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. I didn't know how to start a website. I, I didn't know how to. I didn't know, like, I know how to post pictures on social media and things like that. But <laughs> yeah. the universe was like, you going to learn today, girl. I was going to say, like, you, this is also, like, turning into a story of what it is to just do the damn thing, do it messy, do it scrappy, get it out there, put a shit ton of energy behind it, yeah. and, like, let's go. Listen, my mom was like, you got a business plan? I'm like, no. And she's like, well, we-. <laughs> and I'm like... You know, like, cause, you know, she, she started a business. She mm-hmm. very successful and all of that. Like, no. And I was like, I have, I have financial background. I mean, I, I, I know that I, I know everything. And I kind of like the rule is, you know, don't spend me, you don't have, but clearly, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, I got that. And I have delusional confidence. Yes. Delus- <laughs> that's what it was. It was delusional confidence. And I was like, let's go. Like, come on, let, like, let's just do it. And that's where the inner child, that's where my, always my inner child had to. Mm, yes. Out on others. I should have been putting it into myself, but I was so young. I didn't know I needed life to, to, you know, kick me in the butt a couple of times and make me learn my lessons about finances and money. And there was times I was in debt and like things like that. Like, you know, like we all go through our sh- ish. Oh yeah, we gotta learn. If you yeah. don't know, you gotta learn it somehow. You gotta go through it. You have to. But I literally went into this like no one stopping me. Um, you know, figuring it out like in between it all. Like I like I said, I quit my corporate job. I had like seven different jobs in between, bartending, doing this, doing that. And like, you know, I didn't pick a huge studio to where it was like my costs were humongous. It was, and when I first walked in, I actually was like, oh my God. Uh, you know, only because it was like, I wanted this large studio, state of the art with like all technology and speaker systems. And And I was going to say for the people who haven't been there, tell us a little bit about your building, about your little home. Ah, I love it. So my little home is, um, it's on 19th and Pashunk. So it's 1931 West Pashunk. Billy, let's go. (laughs) Um, it is this quaint, cute little amazing magic studio um we have fitness and wellness classes uh, and it's in a renovated like house yeah. right like it's because aren't there even like tenants upstairs yeah yeah there's <laughs> yeah. there's a tenant upstairs she's amazing <laughs> and then it was like we walked in and when I went to go see it a good friend of mine um introduced me to the building it was actually a family friend and um I walked in and I was like nah no no shot yeah, because it's it's like it has a lot of character, but it's like that traditional when you think about like an older like Philly row home, like yeah. that's that's what you're working with. Yeah, so I walked in and I was like, no shot. Like, but there there was a there's a brewery next door. And when it was summertime when I first went to look in it, because it's coming up in a year, Alchemy's gonna be one May eleventh. So I know, I know. So there was a brewery next door and everybody was sitting outside and like, there was all these beautiful people. And I'm like, okay, I see the wheels start turning a little bit. Makes sense. But still I walked in, I was like, absolutely not. Like, this is not Mm -hmm. like your typical huge studio that has everything in it and it's just perfect. Like this is literally like an apartment building. Like, well, what? Yeah. Cause I was going to say like, it, like I, when I came down for the event, I drove past it like three times yeah. before I was like, Oh no, that's it. Yeah. Like right there. Cause I'm, I'm like looking for this, you know, wellness dude. And that's like, but when you get, when you step foot in the energy is just like immaculate, like immaculate energy. I love the energy. And it's really, I love that you're highlighting the fact that we 
we can actually compromise a little bit on our vision as long as it's still in alignment, right? Because, you know, being able to have this huge studio, state-of-the-art, blah, 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 like you might not have been able to actually carry that long enough for you to realize your dream. So you had to kind of make some things and you've made this into exactly what you saw in your head, but it's not necessarily through what it looks like physically. It's how it feels energetically. And that part is in your control. Absolutely. And you said it so very well and better than I could have explained it. And that's what it was, is I had a compromise with the universe and I had a compromise with my vision because my vision, your vision is, is, is most of the time probably going to be a bit different than what it is. And then I think sometimes that's where we lose sight, where it's like, oh, I'm mm. down for it. It's not that you're dimming down. It's just that you're building up. So the... the oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So love that. The end goal of it was, this isn't the end all. This isn't it for me. Like this Alchemy X is going to be all across the United States at one point in time. But mm-hmm. well, let's have fun. Like, I don't have to do this. I want to do this. So it was like, let's just make it, you know, whatever. So, you know, like girly, you know how I am. I just, you know, you know, painted the wall with a huge butterfly because that's my logo. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I did. The caterpillar just, you know, busting out like a big butterfly and ready to fly. And, um, you know, just made it, made it my own. And when people walk in and they just feel comfortable and they feel at home, that's, that's really what I wanted. And I wanted to be small and intimate. And my best friend, Alexis, um, is a fitness instructor. Uh, amazing, amazing, amazing soul. I absolutely wouldn't you know, when they say there's some people that you just wouldn't be able to get through life without. Oh yeah. Nope. I got my best friend, Allie is like my, my biggest cheerleader and same thing would not be here today without her. Yes. Allie, I and love I you. Love- Alexis, we love you. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Best friends. I love, love all my girlfriends and each and every one of them is, is so amazing. Um, but with alchemy, um, Alexis and I had this instantaneous bond where, her strengths are my weaknesses and my weaknesses are her strengths. So with Oh, yes, calling it in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Since we were, you know, 10 years of friendship, it was always like that. We are two completely mm. well, we are one and the same like she is my soul sister and then also one of my other best friends, Gab, she has a huge part in the back end of things where the startup, but like if it wasn't for your soul tribe or those people in your life to get you where you need to go and point you in the right direction and be there. Cause I, I, I sometimes I think people like to like associate themselves with people that are like them for an entrepreneur. You- oh, okay. I love where this is going. Yeah. Let's hear it. So yeah, like community and the entrepreneurship in regards to everything that has to do with it, I don't think I would actually be sitting here speaking about this if it wasn't for the people in my life that were able to, you know, be there for me, not when I'm at my highest, when I'm at my lowest, you know, like, and that's where, when they were like, go ahead, you got it in you, you could do this when I didn't believe in myself. And because, you know, there's some days that you wake up and you're like, is this worth it? What am I doing? Am I meant to be here? Mm-hmm. Is this the right thing to do? Is this the right path? And then, you know, your your girlfriend calls you or your friend calls you or, you know, somebody calls you and it's like, hey, what's up? Like, wh- where are you, what are you doing? You know, and you're just like, ah, and then they just put you in a whole different realm. And and like I said, with, with every single person that's in my life, um, they'll be my life forever. Because it's just mm. every single one of them had such a huge impact. And we can go on for days and days talking about our besties. You know, like they're, they're the best. Yeah. And I, I think that that's where it is so important for us to surround ourselves with community, especially because not everyone exists in the world in the way that I exist in the world, the way that you exist in the world. I feel like there's kind of this like, unspoken, like, you know, it's like a super like secret, like superhero club where it's like, so if I say like, you know, spiritual awakening, like, what does that mean to you? And if somebody's like, oh, spiritual what? It's like, okay, 
That's fine. Yes. You're not my people then, <laughs> right? And if somebody's like, oh my God, girl, like, let me tell you, is that some rough stuff? And be like, yep, mm-hmm, you're my people. Yep, yeah, um, yeah. And so I think that, you know, being able to know as you're going through this, because it's hard, it it feels very scary. It feels very lonely, um, especially, again, tying your ability to earn an income for yourself to your sole purpose, to your life's mission, that really, really feels very scary. I definitely had a night probably like three, three weekends ago where it was like Friday night, I'm like reviewing content and I'm like looking at my bank account and I messaged my best friend and I was like, tell me why I shouldn't be on Indeed, like looking at corporate jobs right now. And Girl, she was I like, was. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was probably like a month ago, like yeah, yeah, and yeah, I the yeah. like it comes up. It's real. I even, oh, I did my resume and everything. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, because you. I, I, I didn't get that far. Yeah. Oh, I did. <laughs> because I was like, it's not that I ever doubted myself. It was just like, like, it felt like I'm still learning. Like, and we all are. And that's the thing. I don't think, I think even if I have a billion dollars, I still am going to see what's out there and, like, understand. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's even a good thing where maybe, like, spirit and the universe is saying, well, maybe you should know what other people are making and and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's not so much that you do it because you need to do it. You do it because there's a purpose of doing it. You don't really realize it until – after the fact of it all. So mm-hmm. maybe I applied for, you know, maybe I had an Indeed account and, and went through all of that and, like, applied just to <laughs> see what it would be like and how it felt. Like, why would I hold, mm. Oh, you know? love that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I think that was also, like, where I started looking at, like – I, I, you know, also like did a light search <laughs> on Indeed. Um, and I started looking at like, okay, you're going to work from like eight in the morning until five at night. And you have like these job responsibilities. And we're going to pay you this much and you're going to have this much time off and like this and this and this and this. And I just was thinking, I'm like, okay, is like security or stability or whatever, is that, how much is that worth for me. And this is a question that everybody gets to answer differently because for some people where you're at or where you're at in your life, or maybe just in this season, that might be something you're going to weigh heavier than you would at other points in your life. And right now I do have a lot of support right now. I don't have, you know, dependents. I got, you know, three fur babies, but like, you know, they're, they're doing okay. And now is the time for me to really be able to take these risks. And I'm like, okay, like if I'm not going to do this now, I'm not going to ever do this. But for other people, it might be a little bit of a half and half situation where maybe you work part time or maybe you have like five gigs that aren't necessarily part of your soul calling or whatever that is, but they're, you know, giving you stability. They're helping regulate your nervous system. They're bringing in, you know, that regular paycheck. And that's okay too. And there is no one right way to do this. But I think it's really important to know. Am I doing this because it feels good for me or am I doing this out of fear and self doubt? Yes. And I think that's where like we have to have those people in our lives who are, know us well enough to be able to know when we're engaging in fear and when we are actually like trying to put something in place that's going to ultimately be beneficial for our overall goal. And Absolutely. And to, you know, just to talk on that, um, I was making great money. I mean, great. And it was coming from fear and self-doubt that I couldn't do it on my own. Mm. So even if you are in the position where you are comfortable and are you comfortable because you, you, you your soul is comfortable? Or are you comfortable because you can do whatever you want to do? You mm. know? Yeah. And it, it's going to be different for everybody, for every exactly. person. It's, it's you get to decide. And I think that that's where – having the ability to ask those questions of yourself and then also having people in your life that it's not unusual for them to be able to ask you those questions as well. That's a really big piece of this. And I know community is a huge part of what your mission is at Alchemy X. And can you just speak a little bit about how you started from you and your best friends? And now like you have a whole community a whole community like i oh, just i love looks like the place oh, to be you know what it is? 
it's love. It, it really just is love. It's, it's loving myself. Um, and mm. then it just boomerangs. And, um, okay, what yeah. I mean by that is accepting where you are and le- accepting where you are and loving that version of you, no matter where you are. And then also boomeranging that out to the next person per se. I, that, that's what it means. Like when someone feels loved and accepted and supported, regardless the non-judgmental aspects of anything that they think, say, or do, um, I feel like you build in um, a bond that you don't have to even speak on. It's that energetic bond mm-hmm. where it's like, you know what? She's got me. I don't even got to know her and I know that she's got me, you know, and, and that's where it was going back to when that person would walk into the studio and I would just, if they were a little bit, you know, uh, upset because they were late for class and just giving them that smile and tell them that everything is going to be okay, switched everything. And therefore they felt better. So I felt better. So that's where, I mean, Mm -hmm. the love of, I loved what I was doing. So I was in a position where I could give love and then the love was received and then it was received even back to me. So like, it's a win-win situation. Mm -hmm. So I don't put myself in situations where there's not love. Yes. Oh, that is just such a beautiful and powerful message and statement. And I think especially, you know, in communities where we, especially, you know, people who are female and female identifying, we really have been pitted against each other so much in society. It's just been made out to be this competition where we are criticizing and judging and what are you wearing? And, oh, you know, she's overweight or like, what the heck is going on with her and her mothering and her, you know, business or whatever it is. We are so hyper criticized in society that we become hyper critical of one another. And so when we're able to come into these spaces where we feel safe to be seen, and see other people and to be held and to put those walls down and to know, okay, I can come as I am. I can come and be imperfect because nobody's perfect, but I can come and know that in this space, I belong. And these women, and and again, like this is not necessarily exclusive to women. I know that I have seen lots of, you know, conscious men. I have seen lots of people in the LGBTQ community be able to do this as well. Like this is just a human thing, but for, you know, the space that we're talking about, it's mostly female and female Mm -hmm. identifying people being able to come into these conscious spaces where we are being heart centered, right? As your mom used to say, like, come into your heart. And when we come into our heart, we're not approaching other humans from a place of judgment or criticism. We're approaching them from a place of unconditional love because we're all in this together. And is such a hard thing to be a human being, especially to be a human being who's trying their very best to be a little bit more conscious, to take a little bit better care of themselves, to maybe change, you know, the negative narrative that they've been operating under and allow themselves to have community and friendships. Like that is not an easy thing to do. So being able to just have even a little slice of that in your in your week, you know, by coming to your studio. I guarantee you the impact of that is just absolutely infinite. And that is so Thank amazing. you. And and honestly, it's so effortless, you know? And I always feel the more you have to give energy to, um, the less uh, important it becomes, you know, like in a sense. So it's, it's yeah. so effortless for these women to walk into the studio and – just see their smiling faces no matter what. And women, men, um, a- any anyone, you know, walk into the studio and feel like they're at home. Like, you know, and mm. that's where I wanted to create um, Alchemy Acts. And even at our events out in the community-wise, like, I'm just the type of person I would go up to you and be like, hey, what's up? Like, which favorite color? Like, you know, and they'd be like, what the heck? Like, you know, I just, Mm -hmm. I, I I love, I love the energy of people and the, like what they bring to the table and how they, 
it was just always so interesting to me, you know, the way that people react to certain things or understand things or the things that people believe in. And like, I'm always so interested. Like I said, in the beginning of the interview, like I love asking questions. So when people Mm -hmm. feel like that they, you want to know about them, which I do, Yep. They, they like to talk and they like to, you know, everybody likes to talk about themselves. I mean, clearly, you yeah, know, it's true. But- it's true. And that, that is such a leadership superpower that you didn't even yeah. know that you have talking about things that cannot be taught, being able to approach everything with compassionate yes. curiosity. That is huge. We are just taught to be so defensive and where, you know, if somebody's reacting to you in a certain way, if you can just kind of be like, Hmm, I wonder why they're responding to me that way instead of like, well, what, what, what's your problem? You know, that really changes things and allows people to put their walls down when you're genuinely curious about like, Hey, what's actually going on? Exactly. For you right and I, as I was growing up too, a lot of this, my mom, um, used to, you know, say, look in the mirror like look in the mirror and I would be like, what are you talking about? Like mirror, mirror on the wall. He's the fairest of them all. <laughs> Your mom sounds like a sage, she wise is. woman. <laughs> and and as I got older, I started to realize and um, she goes, well, if that person is bothering you, what's in you? That's the problem. Yeah. Okay, yeah. mom. So Jeez. Okay started to bother me or, you know, when I was leading up into like my, my spiritual world and, and, and really learning who Dara Murray was and everything like that, when I would really step back, sometimes it'd be hard. Sometimes like, oh no, that's not my problem. That's their problem. And they're going to have to deal with it. And da, da, da. I don't know. I'm not doing nothing wrong. No, Dara. Yes, you are. Because why are you getting triggered by that? Something you're, you didn't look at. You need to look at that. That's you. Wow. Your mom was like doing conscious parenting before conscious parenting was a thing. Exactly. So (laughs) that's what it was where I started to love so much because I realized what was unloved and what others were showing me was something that I needed to work on. You know, you get what I'm saying? I do get what you're saying. And that is like, I mean, you know, no joke, obviously I'm a therapist and a coach, like people spend years in therapy trying to just unlock that part of themselves. That's able to just, again, like not take it personally and be able to be like, okay, like what do I need to heal in myself so that I can approach this from a neutral space? That's, that's a beautiful thing that you learn that so yeah early because in life. I didn't I again I grew up very angry I grew up like with the defense mechanism and 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 very like you know again living in the city and always protecting what belongs to you and I'm like why do I feel like this I, like, it was it was almost as if like it was like this facade I had to put on when and like I would go home and be like mm. but I'm not that mean person like you know like I, but I wasn't mean but and then it was it was because I wasn't loving myself when I was younger because I didn't love myself mm-hmm. because I didn't mm-hmm. like what I looked like. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I, I had the body image issues. I, I went through all of that. So it was when I alchemized all that out, I got to really realize, hey, like you got to love yourself before you can love anything. And and it's it's easier said than done, believe me. And I and I definitely, um, you know, I'm compassionate when I when I say that. But it's really as if like, if you don't know why you don't love yourself, see what triggers you when other people are around you, and then work on it and write it down and journal it and say, mm. you know, I didn't like what she said to me. Why didn't you like what she said to you? What wasn't you? You know, and work on that and work through it and breathe through it and, you know, and talk about it and don't be ashamed ever, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to learn that the hard way when mm-hmm. I was ashamed to, to, yeah. to ask for things because I always thought that I shouldn't be getting it or I should be taking care of it. And, you know, there was a few times I had to ask for, you know, some money with, with the business and in, in a sense, you know, it was yeah. just, and, and that was yeah. so hard for me to do, to ask for anything. I was like, I can do it all. I can save the world. And da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. you can't, you got to ask, you have to ask questions. You have to ask for help. And the more you ask, the more people want to help. Like this is the thing about this world mm. is that everybody is not bad. Like they just don't get asked to do things that help them. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, yeah. if somebody would just ask yeah. somebody for instead of telling them, you know, it would be like, you know, you, it, it's just, I don't know. I just find a lot where as if, hey, you want to come help me? Not, you need to help me this time and do this and wear that and have this and be this way and do that. Hey, you right. want to come help yeah. You're, you're offering an opportunity. And most of the time, like when people are offered an opportunity to be of service, I, I also share in that belief that most of the time they're going to take you up on that. People are wired to exist in relationships. We, you know, used to be very communal living, you know, creatures. I think we yeah. still very much are. We're just not actually practicing that. And so when we have that opportunity to lift one another up, it just is so powerful. And I think it's just so nourishing for our souls. And I think that's also why, you know, your studio is so much more than just a studio. It really is this communal place for people to come and get their souls nourished and to be able to be part of a conscious community. And so people listening to this, like how can they, you know, connect with you as a person, but also if they wanted to visit the studio in person, how can they do that? What kind of events do you have coming up? Tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Before I let you go okay. Today. So we have, um, exercise, exercise classes, fitness classes, uh, five days per week. Um, Working on seven, we'll get there. Um, so yes, yes. Um, so you can look at my calendar on our Instagram page, AlchemyX underscore. Um, you can also go to my website, www.alchemyx.net. And if you go to the book now button, you'll see uh, all the classes listed. Uh, we currently offer Matt Pilates classes, yoga classes, uh, strength and conditioning classes. Um, we have a couple partnerships that uh, are about to be rolled out this month. Um, we are partnering with the community um, residency around the corner from Al Alchemy X. And what I mean around the corner we say things a little bit differently um a couple a couple right, yeah. streets. <laughs> i was like yeah, that's like philly directions right there so yes we have a couple um, of partnerships going on one really really big one i'm really really uh, happy to say but the philadelphia navy yard uh which is super cool i'm super super excited about that um and yeah it's just you know what just it's just amazing. So, and then I have um, fresh pressed juices. Um, I have all different types of, you know, concoctions that I make up in regards to like what you need and want. Um, my mom, again, going back to her, she's the best. Uh, she, I grew up like uh, everything was like herbalist. She had, she had a, she had a, she had a, uh, she had it. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh, she really uh, was she, way ahead of her she time. She is your modern <laughs> witch. But like in a good way, in every good way, like like white witch, mm -hmm. like like any which way you want to call it, whatever. We're all witches. Um, but no, she had um, a remedy for everything, everything. You and it just mm. came to her like it was. So that's one of my gifts wow. in this world is a medicine woman. Um, yeah. And yeah. I love to put together all different types of uh, herbalistic medicine um, in regards to different juices, different recipes, um, so many different things. So we have all of that we offer. Um, we also have these, like, I, I would say um, – community outreach type of uh, programs where mm -hmm. yep. uh, we would have individuals that come into the studio and they would work their magic. So they get to bring their flavor of whatever they want um, to the studio mm -hmm. and they can do whatever they want. So, and that's really what I love most about Alchemy is that there are so many people that have been reaching out to me that instead of, mm -hmm. um, you know, instead of uh, doing sessions uh, virtual, they want to actually do it in person and they want to invite people and they want that experience and that one-on-one -on -one, um, engagement with a large group of people. But, you know, Alchemy Small, like yeah. we talked about, so you can only fit, you know, I would say tops 20 people in regards to you walking around. But in the studio, we like to keep it an intimate and boutique-y um, type of atmosphere so everybody gets the hands-on training that they would like a one-on-one -on -one session. So, yeah, so we have a couple um, different – uh, you know, I don't even know what to call them. Yeah. Like special events, events that happen. Yeah. Cause I, I saw, you know, Jackie, who's going to be on the, yes. the podcast later. She did a shadow, shadow work, work, um, special Andrea event with you. Be on there. Um, obviously we hosted the, 
Awesome. We hosted the Selfish uh, Philly um, event with you guys. So, and that's where I think, you know, again, being able to engage in this and really just make sure it's aligned with your energy and not really have a lot of expectation. It's so expansive. And that was the one thing that I was so just inspired about when I met you. I was like, this, there is nothing that's going to take this lady down. Like she is just, she's going for it. And and I also know that there is a, a real side to what it means to be a resilient entrepreneur. And I so appreciate you taking the time to be so raw, to be so honest, to be so open about all the highs and the lows of what it really means to switch over from being in a safe, you know, predictable corporate career to really doing this conscious entrepreneur, living in alignment with your sole purpose. And it's not easy, but as you know, you've shared, it's so worth it. And I so appreciate you being here and being able to be so right back at you, girlfriend. You are a force to be reckoned with. I told you that from the beginning with everything that you do, you are bringing such joy to every community that you even come across. And even this, like meeting you personally, like you are such a breath of fresh air. (laughs) If that's how I can explain you, Yes, oh, thank you, are. you Dan Marie. And you know what? You're going to change lives doing this. And I'm so proud of you. And never stop giving up and never stop believing in yourself because you know what? We're badass girls. There you have it. Another episode of the Sacred Leadership Podcast on the books. I hope your time spent here served you and nourished you. Join us every Tuesday for more honest conversations and powerful insights. Remember, exceptional leaders share the wealth. Send this episode to someone who would benefit leave a review to let others know about the show and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Talk to you soon.